Hey everybody, it's your host Tony. And this is Robbie. And we just wanted to take a minute and thank everybody who's been listening to us. Uh, This is episode 40 and we love y'all. And if you're new to the podcast, be sure to check out all of our back episodes on whoinvitedher.net or your favorite podcast app. And we've had some amazing guests so far. We've had Johnny McGovern from Hey Queen TV. James Mansfield from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9. And the very sexy Eddie Danger. And a lot of great guests to come. So be sure to rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Because if you don't, we're going to send Carol to your house. Because she's the guest that never leaves. Ever. Enjoy the episode, you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Invited at Heart. We are an LGBT pop culture podcast from San Diego, and I'm your host, Tony. And you guys, Bashy's overseas in Italy. He'll be back in a week, but I'm here with my other host. It's she, her, me, Miss Miriam T, back to terrorize the masses again. <laughs> yes, Miriam's here co-hosting with me today, and we have a guest today. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Before I even introduce <laughs> you, Ariel, I, I can never say your last Conversi. name. Conversi. I want to yes. say it like really Mexican it's for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I get, I've had like introductions like on stage where the host will be like, all right, everybody, like the whitest, most like Southern California dude who'll be like, anyway, guys, next comic, give it up for Ariel Conversi. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yes, you guys, Ariel Conversi is joining us today. She is a comic here in San Diego, and she was part of Miriam's um, comedy show, uh, number one on Yeah, show. Yes. she was our opener for yeah. our Pride show. Yes. She sure was. So in addition to being a comedian, she is also a hype queen, a bio queen, however you want to word it. She dabbles in that too, and she actually just finished a tour across Australia, so she will be hanging out with us for the episode. So... <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been in San Diego? Uh, I've been in San Diego for about four-ish years. Yeah, yeah you come a little from? bit before. Um, it's a little bit complicated. I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in Florida, spending time in like upstate New York and stuff, kind of back and forth with family. But I came from San Francisco when I moved here. Oh, I had been living yeah, up in San Francisco, yeah. and before I was in San Francisco, I was living in Australia. <laughs> Uh, really? Yeah. For how long? Like two years. Almost two oh, that's years. That's pretty cool. Oh, everyone's so beautiful in Australia. <laughs> it's literally the only reason I want to go because everyone's so hot. Everyone's good looking and like weirdly attracted to Americans. So, oh, like, really? Perfect. Yes. I found my place. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm very American. There. It's, oh, yes. I am like quintessential American in or out of drag. Like, <laughs> I'm just like American fucking garbage. Because so. you grew up. I grew up in, in Arkansas, Arkansas, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. you just got back from Arkansas. I just got yeah. back. My How brother got married. It was very hot, and there were lots of mosquitoes. Oh. Um, it was really <laughs> fine. I was only there for four days. Um, I ate a lot of barbecue. Yeah. yeah. How was it seeing the family? Oh, it was great. My yeah. family's super supportive, and like... That's good. I love my family. My brother got married, and I'm super happy for them, and I... <laughs> Did you I, cry? Oh, bitch. So I had to, my only job for the wedding, besides like I helped make a lot of the food, I had to walk my mom in and I was fine for that. But it literally, as soon as I sat my mom down, 
I started crying. Aww. And I did not That's stop so crying sweet. for the whole That's But like so I've sweet. been to strangers weddings that I've cried at, strangers funerals that I've cried at. Like I'm just You a could get a job as like one of those professional criers <gasps> like at a stage crier bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could really people like, like people who like have a funeral where you know everybody hated them. Right. But, you, but like, they gotta have like somebody look yeah, upset. Exactly. That's gonna I, be that's my funeral. No one cries. <laughs> Everyone's just rejoicing. <laughs> so Ariel, how did you get started in comedy? When did you um, start? I started about six and a half, seven years ago. Like yeah. I started, but I started when I lived in Australia. Oh, yeah, I like okay. was like, how can I start comedy? And I was like, get the fucking far away from everybody I've ever met. Okay, <laughs> like, I don't want anyone to see me. Uh, but like, I I went out there and I had been like doing theater and doing like. Theatery oh, stuff. Theater, theater yeah, kid. I was musical a little like theater? theater dork. Yeah, musical theater, uh, non-musical theater, you name it. I was yeah. a little theater like rat yeah, growing up from too. like yeah, from like kindergarten up, like school productions, community theater, you name it. I was doing all of all it. Of it. <laughs> and I remember like I got really drunk a few times and told like in confidence, like told one or two friends, like I kind of want to try to do. St- Stand up, come here. I have a secret. I have a secret. (laughs) (laughs) What did they tell you? And they were like, do it then. Okay, whatever. Like, they were like, it's like the not. Okay, fine, do it. And I was like, no, I don't. How was the first time you went on stage and did comedy for the first time? Like, how was was, that for you? It was fine. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to like lie and be like, I basically crashed. The building fell down. I murdered so hard. (laughs) (laughs) The bar doesn't exist anymore. Um, But no, it was was like a music open mic because I didn't know how to find like comedy night. Literally yes. the same. Yes. I was just I gonna ask showed you the up same to question. A, I actually yeah. showed up to an open music night. Yeah, same. Because they just called it an open mic night. Yeah, and so I just was like, I remember just like googling like open mic mm. and yep. finding something and being like, and calling them, and be like, do you guys let comics go up? And they're like, uh, we don't really get any to not let them uh, if you want I guess and I was like that's a yes so <laughs> like, right it. with it and then, then yeah like it was like all these like acoustic like yeah. hipster types in Literally Brunswick the same. it was in Brunswick uh, just outside it's like a little suburb like very oh, yeah. like inner city like not inner city but like inner north like yeah. hipstery Melbourne suburb and oh. yeah and I just like went and it was like all these like acoustic guitars and like, there was like a beat poetry person and then I was like <laughs> so the thing about being an American is like, <laughs> oh no <laughs> like, wow what about you really you were like the stupid American. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Marion, yeah. what about you? When was the first time you, Mine was you were Winston's, up on stage? First time doing stand-up Stop. comedy. It was stage. Winston's. Winston's and OB for open mic <gasps> night. Shut up, for real? But it was open mic night. I mean, it was as a dude. This was before I started doing comedy in drag. So it was at Winston's and OB for open mic night, which was not for comedy. And no. I got there and I literally had 25 of my friends there. And they're like, we never let stand-up comedians, but because you brought so many people, we'll give you five minutes. Fuck. Wow. And I I crushed it. Like, looking back, I was like, <laughs> I was like, that was, like, looking back on it, I was like, obviously not your best, but like, you did, yeah. I, like, I did I, good. I did okay, all things considered, but how did your second gig go? There's the question. There you go. That's the one that I find more often when I talk to people, when they talk about their first gigs. They're like, first gig, like, went good. Like, I think it might have just been nerves, and I was yeah. just, like, blinded by mm. everything, and I just did it. And then they're like, so then, second gig, I was like, oh, I got this. This is not that hard. And I went into it and tried to have the same and died harder. Like, that was oh, the worst bombed? gig of my life. Like, And mine wasn't quite that bad, because yeah. I still was super nervous, but... Yeah, like that. Generally, it's like if your first gig goes well, your second, your second gig is going to be fucking s- terrible. Second gig, 
So my stand-up comedy is super random. Like, my story yeah. is really random. So I was living in L.A. on a blow-up mattress in East <laughs> Hollywood. And so I, replied, I replied to a Craigslist ad. Uh, and I got... <laughs> For for stand up comedy yeah. and then that guy oh, like just not the, yeah oh, okay. and then so that guy like not quit the other kind of that guy like quit no not that kind not the kind <laughs> that shut down now bitch and then um so that guy like quit doing comedy and referred me to this other guy so then I've never done an open mic like my first night was an yeah. open mic but like but other not comic, a real open mic I've yeah. never done one ever and I never will. Dude, oh I don't, I wouldn't, honestly, like, I've, people would always ask me, like, oh, when can we see you perform this? Not, and I'd be like, I'll tell you when I have booked shows. And they're like, yeah. we'll, we'll come to, like, an open no. mic. And I'm like, I would not wish that shit on my worst they're enemy. They're awful. They're so, so, why, so why bad. Wouldn't, why wouldn't you do an open mic as comedians? What's... Well, now I don't really feel like I... Oh, At the beginning. Like an asshole. <laughs> At the beginning. So here's the reason. Like, I immediately got paired with a group of professional comics. Like, I'm talking like Kate Quigley. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow Kate Quigley mm-hmm. on Instagram, she works for Playboy TV. Um, uh, Ocean, I can't remember his, Ocean Galapion, he opens okay. for Cat Williams. Michael yeah. Q, who runs like nine stand up shows in LA. Yep. I immediately started with them. Started with it them. It is. That was my so... second gig. Yeah. I just got thrown into yeah. it and I was like, I guess I'm working with pros. And wow. so I've never done an open mic. And because of kind of how I've been raised, this is going to sound really rude. <laughs> I don't really need to, like, I'm not saying I don't need train. Like I'm taking stand up classes actually mm-hmm. pretty soon. I've reached out to somebody cause I need help writing, but like, I it's, know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Cause part of it is just who you are. Yeah. It's a lot of that. And I what think about, like, what about you, Ariel? Oh, I did tons of open mics. You but did? That, yeah. But they were also, and see, I feel bad cause I've never no, done it. You shouldn't because it's also, it's, it's really just like the way you started. It just happened. It like, literally and just and, like, and it didn't, happened. it wasn't entirely different for me either because one of the really cool things, so Melbourne is kind of, there's Melbourne and Sydney are like the most cities I think yeah. everyone knows about in Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, are Melbourne, there any others? Yeah. There's a few. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I realize it's like a continent, but like there's like bumps yeah. on the road in the way. <laughs> bumps on the road. But um, it's it, like Melbourne has this really crazy like arts community, mm. and there's more stand up. Stand up is like kind of all centered there. Like the Melbourne International Comedy Festival is there, and it's the third biggest festival in the world. Oh, like wow. for like arts and stuff. There's like the Edinburgh Fringe. There's Montreal, just like just for mm-hmm. laughs. And then there's the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Like you know that. what? Speaking of that, did you, Hannah, what's her name? Hannah, Hannah Gadsby. Her Netflix special that she just, did you watch that? So I saw that live in Edinburgh last oh, year. Oh, you did? I, yeah. Everybody's been like bashy with saying, you got to watch this. Everybody. Yes. So I finally watched it. So I've gigged it. with Hannah. Have you really? Yeah. So that's, oh my God. So that's what I was getting to is like with Australia, it's really crazy because you walk in and like after like my third gig, mm-hmm. I was doing gigs with people like at at Hannah's level wow. like because it's everyone is doing like these little bar shows because they're yeah. everywhere and yeah. you walk in and you're like the newbie and they're just like yeah we'll let like two newbies a show on and so that, but then you're getting you're like on the same show as these people who have been on TV for 20 years yeah. or who are like these seasoned so you have the chance to see really really good stand up from a really early point in performing Oh, which I like nice. and see lots of it, which I feel like isn't the case for a lot of American comedians just because the market is so much bigger. There's yeah. a bajillion more brand new baby open mic standups every day oh, okay. and in all these bars. And I mean, there's just not enough famous people. Like if you're famous in America, you're on TV, you have right. Netflix, you have this. They aren't like, and you're famous in Australia. It's like a slightly different measure of fame, I think. I don't know. It's okay. a smaller population. It's just a like, totally different like economy setup. It's very, yeah. yeah. I think people also like, underestimate like when i talk to my european friends like 
TV's just different. Yes. Like, there's a reason America radio is, is like, a bigger deal. Yes, like, radio, radio is yeah. radio is huge. Radio's in massive. Like, and it's not huge in the US. No. Not anymore. anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah, so like TV and like all of our reality shows and our competition shows, like that's not a thing there. Like they not have really. Them. They have them, but they don't they don't but operate the same like, way. Yeah. Exactly. They exactly. Except for the great British baking show. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> but let's be honest, the Brits are just dirty Americans. <laughs> True. Let's get fucking real. I, the <laughs> great British Great British Bake Off is like when I have to like sew or I have to like do something else and I need something on that is like peaceful yeah. and like relaxing but I, and I can pay attention to and love but I can also check out of and come back to. That's Mary the Barry. perfect show for that. <laughs> Paul Hollywood is yeah. so dreamy really in such a weird creepy old man way. to watch a Marianne. Well, I haven't been eating carbs so oh, this will sound Substitute for that. Well, no, the thing is, <laughs> or it'll like, set you into a downward exactly, spiral. <laughs> and that's why I have it. I can't watch cooking shows like yeah. that whole the Nailed It show. Yeah, I watch. Oh I let God. myself have one episode at a time. <laughs> Why does it give you a craving? You're like, I I'm gotta a have a stoner. Cake. All I do is like, I will You're like, eat. I need to eat some fucked up rainbow cake. <laughs> everything. I will eat everything. Oh, speaking of that, there was this article I saw that came out that they have a new cake. It's a ketchup mustard. I saw Bye. that. Did you see that? I that saw, is stupid. So I'm Canceled. in, so I am like the, I love Facebook tag groups. It's like yeah. my favorite thing. It's the only reason I'm still on Facebook is for like all of the stupid tag groups. And one of them is awful recipes. <laughs> It's like awful recipes, recipes for disaster. And it's people just posting videos like those little yeah. taste made. Like oh, the, God. And so the ketchup and mustard cake and then with like Ugh. mayo buttercream or something Ugh. fucked up nightmare. Ugh. It is the it, like I feel Who sick. Who thought of, of that? Who sat around and said, I'm going to make a cake made out of ketchup Do you want to know? Do you want to know? A 27-year-old single white guy who still lives in the basement of his parents' fucking house <laughs> makes a shit ton of money off Working internet for BuzzFeed. Yes. That's, That's it. Exactly. That's it. Who was like, what do people, you know, what's good on the internet? Oh, What's going to go love, viral? People love cute animals and outrage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a line on any puppies. I know what will make people mad is fucked up food. food. Like, there that is go. it. Accurate. Yeah, it's oh man. No, so man. I want to go back to um, Hannah. Um, yeah, Hannah Gatsby. Her yeah. her um, Netflix special. Have you seen? You got to watch it, Miriam. I think every so behind. I know every man, woman, straight anybody, gay yeah, needs to watch it. I absolutely because it takes a huge turn. It really does. So so yeah. when I was so I was on tour at the same time she was touring that show. Okay. So I tried to see it. We were in Perth at the same time. Mm-hmm. I tried to see it. Didn't get to. Tried in Adelaide to see it. Missed it. Didn't get to see it. It was selling out like as soon as it would be announced, and then reviews started coming out, and people were like. Holy fuck! This sh- this is a sh- you need to see this show. Yeah. And then she was in these small rooms because she's definitely a big name in Australia, mm-hmm. but she's by no means the biggest. Yeah, but yeah, she's like she's a well she's like a well known, but like not a crazy. She isn't selling out like massive stadiums. Or wasn't. She is now. But but yeah, so she, you know, she would be in these like medium sized rooms of like maybe 250 seats, uh, maybe 300. Mm -hmm. And then they would like within like overnight, like two reviews would come out and her whole run would be sold out. And by whole run, I mean like a show every single night for two weeks. Wow. Or a show every single night for a month. And then I was like, fuck, I missed it. Fuck, I missed it. And then Melbourne. And then she put on extra shows. How was it seeing it live? Like, was it just (laughs) as emotional? Yeah. If not more. Because okay. you're like in the room. And when I saw it, it was in this. So I tried to see it in Edinburgh like three times. I was given a ticket, walked in two minutes past the cutoff. They wouldn't let me in the room. <sighs> like it was all these things. She put on like four or five extra shows in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And then I got to go on the very last day of the very the very end of the festival. Mm-hmm. This, So I'm exhausted after like a month of like 
eating horrible fried food, being up till 5 a.m., walking everywhere, drinking obscene amounts of like scotch and like beer that and vodka amazing. and cider. <laughs> Let's Don't- go! <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's the best time of my life, but yeah. you're fucking emotionally and physically exhausted at the end of a fringe. And someone was like, oh yeah, here's this last one. I had a friend of the ticket office and I got this like 12 pound picket- ticket, which is like t- almost 20 bucks. And I was yeah. like, it's fine. I'm going to go. And then like when you walked in, everyone knew sort of what it was about so everyone had like boxes of tissues and it was in this like 700 seat lecture hall wow and so it's like a lecture hall at a university wait why did they have tissues oh because it gets oh girl you gotta watch it it's it's comedy but you cry yeah yeah it's it's comedy but it's it's like a love letter to comedy as a Mm general thing but it's also a lot about her like discussing her traumas and bringing up why she's quitting comedy yeah it's really interesting yeah yeah well it's really yeah. really interesting it like, really is and so and she's she's an where out, can i watch this it's on netflix, netflix. okay it's cool. on netflix yeah. yeah yeah um i'd be interested <laughs> to see what you uh, what you think of it right because i hate yeah. everything yeah and I, <laughs> <laughs> if this brings a tear to the oh, dry God, no. Yeah, I hate everything, but I'm <laughs> such a crier. Yeah, so you, you, I'm Miriam, really Miriam, rotted cunt, Remington. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For the Big listeners, Remington softy. is my boy name. And yeah, that is, is your homework. You got to watch it. Yeah, and then definitely. next Fine. week, we're going to talk about but it. But if I cry, very... I'm going to videotape it. Yes. Please. <laughs> I'll record please it. Please do, but I'm like, gonna, like, yeah, like on your Insta story. So, like, when Marion, when we first had her on, a question I asked her, because Marion's mm-hmm. hilarious and she does comedy. Who are your influences when it comes to comedy? Um, That's really tough. A lot of the, it's funny because, like, I think starting off, I, the, the first comics I ever knew, like, were a thing. Mm-hmm were like Ellen DeGeneres and like Margaret Cho, like as okay. like a kid, like yeah, see, yeah, they were yeah, like yeah. people who were on TV yeah. and just being like, oh yeah, that's a thing. And it's funny, I've talked about it before, but I have this like one, you know, like weird things just get burned in your brain as a kid, like yeah, just random sure. like sentences. And then one of the ones I remember being little and watching an Ellen stand-up special as a kid, it was on TV or somehow. And she said something about like not knowing the difference between a sorry and a sarong. And for some <laughs> reason, this corny ass hack word, and she's like, and if I've gotten that wrong, I'm sorry. And Sarai was so stupid. It was like the dumbest thing in the whole world. But for some reason, that Ellen telling that joke on TV is like Stuck in my you. brain. Well, it clicked. Yeah, it clicked, and I was like, "Oh, that's a thing." Like that. Oh, like that's that like just being silly, like saying yeah. dumb things yeah. on purpose. Miriam, when was the first time you remember going, "I'm actually funny. I'm funny. I should probably do comedy." When when did that click for you? Uh, um. Okay, so I can't think of, like, a specific time that it actually clicked. But I have an interesting story. So I was very much, like, a social outcast most of my childhood life. Like, middle school, n- had very, very few friends. Oh, you, like, there's no amount of money yeah, you could pay me to redo middle ever. school. Like, like there's re- like nothing. Recess, <laughs> I was alone. And, like, in lieu of being alone, I would, like hang out, I would like grade papers in the teacher's office. Are you and, kidding? Oh, I was a total loser. I would loser. never guess that. Yeah. I had no friends. Well, here's the thing. I would like <laughs> sing musicals going down. Like no one understood me because I was like a 50 year old in a in an eight year old's body. Uh, okay, now that I believe. Right, because like I literally grew up watching the Carol Burnett show and Mama's Family yeah, and the Golden Girls. And, yeah, all yes. of that. So, um, I remember specific, I was bullied a lot as a kid, which is awesome um <laughs> no it really is like i'm super thankful for like why oh, well, we'll get into a long story about that if i keep going but like um 
the main reason I'm really glad is I vividly remember like it's like a it's like a it's like a thing that I can go back and relive over and over again. There was this big, ugly, nasty, fat girl. She was just awful. She was just mean. Was and she was bad. her name Manny? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's my brother's name. <laughs> and she just ripped me to shreds on the playground one day. Yeah. And I said, I want to be able to come back and like i remember mm-hmm. like junior high elementary people would say the nastiest meanest things to me Kids and i wouldn't know what to say because They're so mean because i was like, so sweet i was very sassy but like very sweet always like outstanding like good great so i remember vividly especially that day being like i want to know what to say back and i feel like that day i was like talking to god or something <laughs> Because what, what did she that, say? And Thank she was you. like, here's my gift, child. And it's like, <laughs> somehow through all of that trauma, I like learned how to be a royal cunt. Yeah. And okay, so I have yeah, a very, very, about, very similar. Yeah, I was, was like, total, honestly, yeah. not far off. There were these, I remember in fifth grade, there were these two girls who like, it was very classic. Like we had been, all three of us were like best friends and did sleepovers. And I cannot for the life of me remember, because I was like, this is like almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Like I can't remember what it was, but for some reason, they just decided that we were enemies. Like <laughs> really? <laughs> you were in fifth grade. Yes, it was like, like Jade and Jamie hated me. Like out of nowhere. Like I have no fucking idea. I, I'm sure something happened, but I can't remember it. And I remember like this moment of us, like they, like we're sitting there. It was right after school had gotten out. We're all waiting for our parents to pick us up, and we're standing in like the middle of this like group, like this, like the middle of this like field. And I remember they were like, like Jamie, this one girl, she was like, bah, 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 and she was like yelling. And I just remember like having comebacks, like for the first time in my yeah. life, like having something to say. And I, I knew that like she didn't have a dad, and I said something fucked about her dad. Ah! Throw. Yeah, you dude, I went throw. straight yeah. for blood. Like I just was like, like, was like so something about like you're so, like you're so awful. Even your dad left or something, ah! like something horrible. And like, yeah, and then saying I was like, you're gonna end up like a prostitute one day, and like saying really horrible things that like, yeah. like but as I, if like a ten year old. Yeah, it's horrible of... to say. But I also remember it like there was a crowd around because they thought we were gonna fight, and like everyone laughing at like the horrible things I was saying. I was in like total roast mode. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, me wow. just like. Like throwing these barbs at this horrible girl and who tearing had, her down and destroying her, and then destroying. like she left in like tears, and Holy everyone shit. was like, "Whoa!" Like and couldn't handle. It. And I was like, "Oh, like there's like I might be little and like not really good at punching, but, <laughs> but like, I have a gift. I have power." Like, yeah. was, I never really got bullied because I was oh. like six foot. Were you a big guy? I was. Yeah. T- I was six foot. How old were you when you ended up six foot? Um, I was like in junior high. You were that guy. But <laughs> I I was very in like sixth grade. Me and my brother were tall but very lanky. Okay. And I remember going into a new junior high. We didn't really know anybody, and somebody wrote "fag" all over my locker. And but not your brothers. Uh, and, and if you've met Manny, they should have been writing that on his. Okay. <laughs> But they did, and I remember I got so pissed, and I and it was in the like gym locker room, and yeah. I was, remember going like yelling, like, "Who wrote this on my thing? I'm gonna kick your motherfucking ass!" and like just went off. And then after that, like nobody let everybody left nobody. me alone. Yeah, yeah. You just I was d- like, I I will beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And then when we got into high school, Manny was always he was the mouth, and I was the bronze. That's how okay. our, it was always during. That's high- how you guys operated. Yeah, and Manny had he would go for the throat and just insult go for whoever's making fun of whoever right 
And then he would start all this drama, be like, okay, sister, go take care of it. And then I'd have to do all the physical <laughs> hard labor. I hated it. He's like, I riled them all up. All right. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Tag in. It's your, your turn. Yeah. God, I hate her. Anyways. Yeah. I feel like a lot of comedians. Like, I think it's a pretty common like, like origin yeah. story for people who ended up in comedy. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't cool until like halfway through high school. And then I still wasn't cool. I was like weird cool. Yeah. Because I was friends with everybody. That's mm-hmm. And I was on student council and I like ran the theater department and I was on yearbook and like I was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a workaholic. So I was in like 15 <laughs> clubs. So like I was cool, but like I was always like, he's the weird gay guy, but nobody <laughs> fucked with like once I came out. Yeah. I was bullied until I came out. Literally. Because then they couldn't use it against Literally. You. Yeah. Literally, the day that I came out. Because you're not hiding a secret. So yeah. All stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like, I could still look back at that and I get, like, relaxed. Do you guys yeah. see think, like, now, like, with the, the kids that are in high school, they have it so much easier. Okay. For I, real, though. It's, like, cool to be gay now. Yeah. When it Honestly. comes to, like, their sexuality yes. in school, maybe, maybe not, like, in the mid-Midwest, but I know on the coast. I'm sure there are. No. I mean, in general. Really? Like, my so? friends' kids are fucking cool. Yeah. I'm not a, like, I love kids. I don't want them. I, mm-hmm. I love and adore kids. I love doing children's theater. You. Like, that's yeah. what I did before I moved here. I directed children's theater. I love kids. I think they're the future and they're brilliant and they're beautiful. But, like, my friend's kids are fucking cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're like, this is stupid. Like, let Jimmy love Tommy. Like, that's fucking stupid. That would have never gone down. When no, never, no, never, never, never. Like, but, like. They're cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and I think things were starting to change when, like, I was in high school. Like, right mm-hmm. around then, that was kind of, like, the, the well, tipping point. You? I'm 28. Oh, yeah. Okay, see, I'm 26. Yeah. So, like, you guys are yeah. babies. Okay, yeah. So, like, things Me were too. starting. I'm 28. <laughs> 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 things were starting to change for sure, but yeah. they weren't there yet. Like, there yeah. was still... Like, I remember, I remember. You guys were on, like, the cusp of the Yeah, team. like, GSA was a thing, like, Gay Straight yeah. Alliance. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't have that in yeah. high school. Yeah, no. We had it in college. We did, yeah. never had it in high school. We had it in high school. Ooh. But we were in, like, a, a fairly liberal part of Florida. So. Yeah, I was. They're <laughs> a liberal part. What, what do you mean, a liberal part of Florida? <laughs> what part of Florida is liberal? Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Central Coast, um, <laughs> okay. part of Orlando, and, like, sort of near Daytona. So, I got Beach. a question for you. How do you identify straight, by? Um. I, I I guess bi would be a pink guy bi pan I don't know I just say that I fuck hot interesting people <laughs> <laughs> like that's where it's like that's the line I me draw. too as long as they yeah. have a penis yeah. there you go. so yeah, I think just that like, just makes me gay hot and interesting because like, yeah. in there's plenty that. of interesting people who aren't particularly good looking oh god no. and there's plenty of hot people who are really fucking boring <laughs> isn't that the worst and I've dabbled in or both dumb as shit. Um, I have dabbled in both. Yeah. Are you, are you, you have a, you're married, aren't you? No, I've got like a, like a long-term partner. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's funny. We've been together and like, we're at the point, you know, like late twenties, everyone around us is getting married, Mm. like all of the friends and everything. And we've been together longer than any of like the friends who are getting married. Like coming up on five years. Okay. And so we've been together longer than any of these friends of ours who are getting married. And now we've always been able to dodge it because there's always been like a wedding around the corner for all the parents to like focus their attention on. (laughs) And now they're like, yeah, like when people (laughs) are like running out of friends that can get married. And we're like, marriage is so pointless now. Like for the most part, like, like, because you can do, especially in California, I think you can do pretty much. It's everything now, right? Yeah. It's all mostly there. Yeah. Would you get married, Miriam? (laughs) <laughs> You'd have Wait, to, I got this question. Um, would Miriam get married, and who would Miriam's husband be? 
And would Remington get married? And who would okay. the ideal match <laughs> okay, for Okay, 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 okay. Um, Miriam would never get married. Why? Uh, because she's too busy playing slots at the casino. Yeah, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna yeah. like, she's got other yeah, shit going she's on. She's too fucking busy. She's got but, Kafkins to buy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Remington is like, oh god, I'm like a hopeless romantic, like, sweetheart. Like, I'm all about, like, I want a monogamous relationship, yeah. which mm-hmm. is so not the thing now. Yeah, it's but, like, like, ew, prude. <laughs> I know, right? They're like, ew, you don't want to fuck other people? How dare uh, you? But why? But like, I am like, I'm like disgustingly mushy gushy. Are you really? Aww. And most people wouldn't think that no. about me. And it's really, really unfortunate because a very few people get to see that, except all you hundreds it's of people of listening. It's because of all your like your your like costume <laughs> exactly. jewelry armor you've yeah. built around. Seriously, it's a part of, like, of Marion. Yeah. yeah, is very not. It's very that. not that. And so like. Like, there's a guy right now that I'm, like, I'm not, like, talking to him, but, like, he's a new friend, and I'm very interested in him, but he's a fucking idiot. Um, but, like... You're what's his name? Idiot? What's his name? No, no he listens to the podcast. Ooh. So I'm, like, dropping hints. I mean, he fucking knows. But, like, I, like, I will remember, like, what your favorite game is, your favorite movie, your favorite, like, everything. I will write you a poem about it. Oh, I will, like, make you, you, like... I am that person. Like, I'm very, like, doting and stuff, yeah. but, like, I only want to see you a couple times a week. So it's okay. really weird. Yeah. I'm like a hopeless romantic who wants a lot of space. Okay. And that doesn't okay. work. So ideally, I want someone who is just as busy as me. Yeah. Gotcha. So my requirements are like super busy and successful, into monogamy, and mushy-gushy. There you go. <laughs> That's so like someone your personal who can, ad. Yeah. So, like, so you want to clone yourself. Self. Basically. But I'm awful. No. I just want like a brown boy with great teeth. A brown boy. And like a little bit of foreskin and like, let's do it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Foreskin's I my appreciate flavor, like so. standards and I, I always love that. Like someone's yeah. like, I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what I'm looking That's for. I know good. what I want. And so it's just like, until that comes along, mm-hmm. like what's the point of... The most dates I've ever been on with one person is three. I've never been in a relationship. I'm 27. I'm about to be 27 in 20 days. I've never had a boyfriend. Really? Ever? Ever. ever. Oh my God. I've never gone on more than three dates with one person. Like, that's my limit. Like, if... Where you're like, if if at three dates, you're not like... Well, no. And it's only been like two guys that I've gone on more than three, like the three dates with. Usually after... What happens after date three? I stop talking to you. (laughs) Like, it's not like... You make the decision. Absolutely. Like, I'm not a time... I don't... You ghost them. No, I'm just like, this isn't working. Mm. It's just like, I'm not a frivolous dater. Like, I can tell within 10 minutes. And it's like, there's like science facts about that. Like, Mm -hmm. most people know, like within Mm. 10 minutes if I want to go on another date with you, but like, honestly, the tiniest things put me off. Like, oh, bad God. grammar. You're like, like, you're like, like nitpicking. Like, I'm a nitpicker looking... and my friends are like, you need to stop. stop. But then the other part of me is like, no, I just like, know what I want. I want a boy who is brown and reads a lot of books and knows how to spell <laughs> and can lay the dick down. <laughs> so you are dating a man or a woman? Man. Man, yeah. okay. Yeah. And Kai. what does he do? He works at a brewery. He he's like totally out of the industry. He's not like a performer. Oh. He's not. <laughs> nice. He's not into. Yeah. He's. And how is that? Like, do you want to date a performer? Yeah, like, I was just. It's like, it's like I don't know at this point. Like, I, part of me, honestly, it's. I think it's like, 
it's really hard because on one hand, like dating another performer, they get it. And you can grab yeah. on mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. you have like these amazing like this yeah, it like opens up a whole world of things really. Like, but on this the is other the hand, they're on the other hand you have to deal with them every single day and they got an opinion about everything. Wow, you're pointing at Ron. Should we leave the room? but no, but then on the other hand, like they're an artist and they have all of the the idiosyncrasies and all of the nightmare little fucking tics that artists have and then they're constantly like no no I'm making this thing just like look at it and you're like I don't want to look at your thing like get out of here like I just want you to look at my My stuff stuff. (laughs) oh yeah I'm a star I'm a narcissist yeah 100% and like to be I think to be a successful performer you you need someone to ground you as any kind of artist you have to be somewhat of a narcissist or is it only apply to the performance I think it's stronger in performance art, mm-hmm. but I think yeah, yeah, like I think because especially in like comedy specifically, where especially stand up out of all of the comedy things, it's you, like fucking doing drugs. Like it's high it's of like, hitting a joke. Yeah, and like the audience, and like, it's insane. It's it's ridiculous, and also you have to sit there and go. Not only do I think my thoughts are very funny, but I think so they're do- so funny that I need to get in front of a very loud microphone, and, and they are so deserving that they I'm gonna interrupt. They're like these people drinking at a bar. <laughs> like, my thoughts are so fucking good and important that I'm gonna interrupt people's evenings to shout at them. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then when they laugh at it, you're like, I am God. You're like, I am God. <laughs> <laughs> that button but it did i've been drinking a little oops i am god that was the timing of that was very oh oh my god Uh, what was that about being a narcissist yeah what Um, all right you guys on that note we're gonna take a little break (laughs) we're gonna refill drinks and we will be right back Hey lovelies, you have even more options to listen to Who Invited Her so you can always get your weekly dose of regrets. We're now available on Spotify under Podcasts, Amazon Echo by enabling the skill MyCast, the Radio Public app, and if you're in the San Diego area and you want to stay in the know on everything happening in the Hillcrest neighborhood, download the Hillcrest social app and catch the show there too. Whatever app you listen to us on, please make sure to subscribe, rate us no less than five stars, leave a rave review, and tell all of your friends. Because let's face it, you're just cool like that. Hey everybody, we're back. We have fresh drinks. Hi! (laughs) So I wanted to get into a discussion with you two um, about drag, different types of drag, because I know... Our, um, Ariel, you do, you're like a bio queen too. You little dabbled. baby one. Yeah. 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 Coming, coming. A in little baby one. Little, little baby one. And you've done, um, drag king stuff too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so like I was saying, like I've been doing stand up for like almost seven years mm-hmm. of, of like pretty consistently doing stand up. And in the discussion about Nanette, that's a really like, it's such a toxic scene in yeah. so many ways. There's like some of my best friends in the entire world and I love it and I love everything that stand-up has brought me to. Mm-hmm. But the, a lot of the things around stand-up are really nightmarish <laughs> and a lot of the people in stand-up Hallelujah. can be so nightmarish mm-hmm. as well. And yeah, I don't know. I always like, so in doing like touring and doing fringe festivals like all over the place, 
Um, I got to see a lot of like more like it's still comedy, but it's just different like avenues of it. Like seeing like comedy burlesque and the burlesque in like other countries is more close to like bio queen sort of vibe. It's like the the burlesque in other places. Yeah. To people who may not know what is what is a bio queen? Yeah. Drag queen who's a woman. Basically, yeah. So yeah. Like, it's usually like a cisgendered, yeah, cisgendered, a cisgendered yeah. woman who does drag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping on any toes, I think. That's <laughs> yeah. Cool. No. Yeah. And, and God damn it, everybody. Yeah, there's lots of toes. God, so many fucking toes. <laughs> there's lots of toes. Yeah. So, because I've seen your you done up with your makeup, mm-hmm. and it's pretty like incredible. So. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she does some really, really fun good. stuff. Yeah. Um, how, in the drag king is of, of course. Is a cisgender yes. woman, woman yeah. who dresses up as a male. Yeah. There's also a, um, ano- what was it called? I wrote it down. Androgynous uh, drag? No. Oh. Uh, yeah. Tranimal drag? I've never heard oh, of that. Oh, I've heard that of that, but like, I think it's just like, uh, I think that is a term, God, I don't even want to say it, but I think it's like, I think it's the, like, the punk scene. Yeah. Okay. And, like, they kind of just do that, like, crazy, trashy, like, gender bender, animalistic, fucked up, heroin, meth So those are Trana... Honestly, here's the thing. Trana, Tranimal. If you're, like, like somewhere on the queer fucking spectrum and you're putting on some fucking makeup and and you're shaking your ass for a dollar, you're doing drag of some sort, like, stop putting so many goddamn labels on everything! That was my next thing I was going to ask you guys. like, fuck! See, like, I, I, like, even the term bio queen almost bums me out a little bit. Where, like, because I'm just like, uh, it's just more divisions, like, put into it. That and the other part of me is like, okay, what about trans women that want to do drag? Exactly. Technically, they wouldn't fit in if you want to get into the like the, the nitty gritty and the wordage of the it. word bio. Like they like to a lot of people that doesn't count and it's not. And it's like then I've heard hyper queen is the other thing and it's uh-huh. like and I'm like and okay, that's cool. Just like be cool. a queen. Like, it's like just you're just a, you're you're a drag queen. Just a, like yeah. own drag queen, drag king, like drag performer. Even yeah. is fine. So do you like, guys think the whole? I guess you could say like subtitles uh, that are. Under I think it's fucking drag stupid. Should just yeah. be gone, and it's everything just drag. should just be. I would like drag. more. Yeah, breaks. Yeah, breaking shit down a little more, and kind of having it a little bit more fluid and like less like this is a drag king show. This is a drag queen show. This is a show for. Yeah. Like I would like it to just be like we have good performers. Yeah. Like that's you know what I mean. And- but also, and I may step on, there's hundreds of toes to step on, but I think, <laughs> I think honestly, no matter what we do, where we go, where we progress, that like the roots of drag mm-hmm. are men and men doing men, drag because yeah. that's where it came from. Yeah. But like, that doesn't mean that, that men own it. Yeah. And, and it still I mean? is in a lot of ways like a boys club. It is. It like, is. There's still, like, I mean, when look I'm, at RuPaul's Drag Race. Of like, course. You don't see. Like when I walk into like a stand-up show, like a regular stand-up show, and I walk in and I'm the only woman on the bill. Which is what? Which nine is, times out of ten? <laughs> yeah, most yeah. of the time. And like I walk in and I'm, people will be like, oh, like, oh, hey, what's up? We're back here. And then like you go into the whatever area where the comics are. There's a lot of like, there's like a stiffening up sort of like a, like a, ugh. like everyone gets a little bit like, yeah. kind Ooh, of t- tense shoulders and a little bit weird. And then you know you talk to people and people will eventually calm down and be fine but and it's it, i've noticed that a little bit when i do drag shows as mm-hmm. well and it it softens and it becomes more welcoming much quicker it doesn't take to the end of the show it's like yeah. within a few minutes but immediately people are just like but you're a 
girl like that's a little bit of yeah. the vibe at least for the first like few minutes in the green room and then you're back there you're doing your makeup just like everyone else you're putting on pads you're doing yeah. whatever the fuck you're How doing how do and then you think it is it, with the audience like the audience um reaction to a bio queen i i see i've I've never had any bad reactions, but I'm still pretty fresh into yeah. the whole thing. And you perform a lot in a show that's yes. very welcoming it's to them. Welcoming to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you work in a like yeah. a free for all show. Yeah. Have you seen any how do you see I have it, never Marianne, with a actu- bio queen? I, oh, that's a lie. So I actually have worked with several bio queens. Mm-hmm. I've actually probably done like ten shows with bio queens. However, mm, <laughs> Let me figure out how to. So I, I've used her as reference before. Ariel, you probably know. Her. Uh, do you know Creme Fatale? Is? I so like Creme love her Fatale, and I think I don't think I'm alone in this. She is the 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 quintessential yeah. bio queen, but she hates the term bio queen. Yeah, yeah. she does not yeah, use it. Hates it yeah. But when you hear her reasoning, you're like, oh, that makes sense because she does motherfucking drag yeah like yeah. she does 100%. more drag than 90 percent of drag queens. her a lot of her looks her it's very mm-hmm. co- it, it's a cross between it's the same with um land insider it's yeah a cross yes. between landon is one of my favorite performers and yeah. drag yeah. where it's like this hyper it is it's and, and it's, that's and it's one of that's i think one of the things that's like quintessential to drag it's like taking what are these elements that are like typically feminine or this or that mm. and just like stretching the parameters yeah. out drag is like, just like hyper reality yes exactly it really is and it's just like i don't care what kind of drag you do just Just don't do basic drag yeah just you know what i mean i would rather have i would rather have a straight girl that dresses up as a man as a girl and i'd rather have a trans girl dress up as i would have anybody than just boring drag totally you know what i mean or like like come one come all yeah, not but like, committing. But like yeah. come and be a hyper realization yeah. of what, because what drag is, is honestly just like a stab at social construct. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what drag started yeah. out as in the clubs is just like a fuck you to social construct. 100%. And as our society is, we're reconstructing. Yeah. Like we are in a very painful reconstruction oh, state. Oh, very painful. Like we are living yes. through that right now where we're like over labeled and like over identified and like over sensitive. Oh, too. seriously, in 30, 40 years, our grandparents, like we're going to look back and be like, wow, that was dumb because all of our grandkids are going to be like, we are we. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just going to be like all these yeah. labels. It's just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we are, we are living in, in that transition state right now. I think so. And I found it very, um, obvious when we went to your last the last comedy show you did like the odd the audience seemed much more sensitive that night and i yeah. noticed the audience was they very are young the the people to the left yeah mm-hmm. so the left on the it's yeah. there is but it i don't know like i'm i'm so on the fence with that because obviously like as a performer i'm like yeah say whatever the fuck you want yeah but at the same time i'm also like but if you're gonna go down a road that is like difficult like a difficult road, like you want to talk yeah. about something touchy, you better be fucking on top of shit. Your jokes better be sharp. They better be tight. They better be good. Like, don't come out and be like, well, Bill Hicks talked about kids. So I can talk about whatever the yeah. fuck. I yeah. Want. And it's like, like don't you're write not lazy Bill jokes. Hicks. You're lazy. You're not that good. Like, just like fawning over dumb shit isn't enough. Like, yeah, exactly. And yeah, if you and write good jokes about it, there's, you know, I've heard some of the best jokes I've ever heard have been rape jokes. Like, okay. But they've also, but you know what? You know where they're coming from? They're coming from like women who are victims of sexual assault. And they have like some of the most amazing, jo- like Nanette is a perfect example of yeah. that. Like you can, you can talk about difficult things, but it takes a lot of work. 
and it takes a lot of absolutely experience and a lot of thought and you can't be lazy if you want to do lazy jokes talk about i don't know fucking stop signs in the liberty bell or whatever the fuck trivial bullshit you want to talk talk about about what we're working on yeah don't don't come out and be like i got this real silly hot take about racism as a white boy like no one cares right but also if you're super sensitive to like the growing yeah. transition that we're in right now. Don't come to a stand-up comedy show. Yes. Because <laughs> like, if you're going to come to a comedy show and be offended, you're an asshole, not the comedian. Nine times out of ten. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, it might be a shitty comedian, but like, if you're getting offended about what's saying, like, maybe comedy's not for you. Yeah, like, you're going go. to a comedy show. There's going to be jokes. If you can't handle it, yeah. then don't go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I think I think weird... there's give and take on both sides. There I'm is. So, I'm so in the middle. I guess like there's plenty of people that I know that are yeah, like super oversensitive and yeah, like jokes don't take off like whatever. And they're just like oh, like I didn't like the phrasing of this particular that particular. But then there's times when people are like that was fucked, and I'm like oh no kidding, like yeah, <laughs> like, definitely like that was a bad joke and it was a bad take on a shitty thing. Like nothing, yeah. nothing about that bit from this person or that person worked. Yeah, so being a I, comedian right and now, and I believe is, in calling is, out shitty yeah. stuff because like so many comedians are like especially dudes. Are, are not, not funny. funny. They're not funny and they're, they're not, not self-aware that they're not funny. Okay. And that's the part that kills me is like, they'll come off stage having died, like eating fucking massive turds, like all like, and they you know, and high and they five all and the bros. Like, Man, I just really think that that was like a turning point for me. I've never killed as hard as I did. And like, I just really and think, you're like, and then they're like, sucked. if you want to, if you want me to help you punch up your jokes and you're like, no one laughed at anything you said. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need you punching up the right. jokes. Like who like, said it that the job of a comedian is to commentate on what's happening in the world at that moment. I forget if it was Joan Rivers or somebody. I don't know, but they were that. right. Yeah. That's the job of a comedian. Right? It literally Absolutely. is. And yeah. an- another problem is they just had the, on The View, which I have mixed feelings on, but they had um, <laughs> less. Why? No, um, we watch that every morning. No, I like The View, but like sometimes it's like, eh, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, Leslie Jones. Stahl. Okay, Leslie Jones. <laughs> Leslie Jones. 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 Yeah, I saw They had her on. They yeah. had her on, and she was getting in trouble for jokes she said 16 years ago. Okay. <sighs> that That's bugs th- me. I am that bugs me very so much. And she said, and she said something that like resonated with me. Okay. And she said something, she was like, Y'all let comedians do their job. Yeah. She was like, my job is to commentate on what is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Let me do my fucking job. Definitely. Exactly. And like, it's just, yeah. James Gunn being fired for like shitty tweets seven or 10 years ago, whatever the fuck it was. Like that sucks. And it's like, yeah, they're gross jokes. They were bad tweets. I hate right. them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying the to put world, them on the billboard. But, but at the, the same time. the other thing is we are the where everybody is and where the country is right now where everything is it is completely different than what it was completely different ago. it was it's different than what it was three it's different years times. ago yeah, yeah it's different like, times yeah i agree with that. <laughs> people like being accounted for for stuff that happened like years ago yeah we're in a weird it's fair? i think no, no. we're in a weird transition state where everybody is on edge constantly yeah. wanting to defend other people yeah okay. also wanting to tear down like you want to defend your people and wreck the people on the <laughs> yeah. other side other side yeah. where Instead they of can't listening. let go of yeah. what yeah. happened like when. i feel like back in the day so you're like you're telling some joke and it's insensitive to somebody like it's it's like trans like some transphobic jokes from mm-hmm. 10 15 years ago yeah. whatever and you're like yeah that wouldn't fly now it's not cool exactly but 
you're not if you're not still telling those shitty transphobic jokes that maybe growth should be looked at. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, if like 16 years ago you were like leading a clan rally, maybe that's worth bringing up. <laughs> right. That is definitely yeah. A joke saying like he she in it yeah. isn't enough to maybe bring up a special, absolutely like, not. But like yeah, like running around like screaming, screaming the n word is <laughs> like I don't know like there's there's no there's no room for nuance. Yeah. In I agree with that. The like call out culture that's kind that. of arisen. And it's I think it's a call out culture. Yeah. I like that. Because that's too. kind of it's, what it is. It's yeah. exact, yeah. There's and there's everybody no wants to call and, everybody else out yeah, for whatever and I think, reasons. It's and just it's like a, earning points for who calls mm-hmm. someone out the hardest or the most or the and yeah. It's, We're just in like a weird it's just it's a it's a combination of like the rise of like the internet and everyone being constantly constantly social media connected and have all of this data that we never had before Mm -hmm. and this communication and this gender wave that's happened it's just like it's a we're at a very difficult a lot is happening very fast yes and i think no one knows how to process it and like i said in 30 40 years our kids are going to be like you stupid fucking like i know just you know what coco will have two words for them two words Buttered halibut. <laughs> I love that. And on that, Miriam, I know you gotta go. You I gotta, gotta go. Us. I'm hosting both seatings of Glitz and Glam at So Glitz. before you leave, let, like, we okay, love I'll today. let everyone yes. know. How do they so, find okay. you, Miriam? You can find me on Instagram at the Miriam T. That's T H E M A R I A M, capital T. Um, now, I know in the past we promoted my uh, show at Moe's, but we had to move that yeah. due to a scheduling conflict. It is now September 7th. You can catch Miriam's Tea Party, a comedy cabaret at Urban Moe's. It's a Friday night. Um, and you can find me all over San Diego. Stay yeah, sure. And that is lips. the most accurate statement. You are literally yeah. fucking everywhere. everywhere. Like, <laughs> and everybody can find her on the podcast. Yeah, I'm Miriam's here. pretty much a regular. I'm here. <laughs> I'm taking my Metamucil. I'm regular. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miriam, before you go... Who is your click of the week? Ooh, I have a lovely quick. Uh, <laughs> she got. I've been drinking. Um, been drinking. I have a lovely click of the week. Um, her name is Kate Quigley. She is a comedian based out of Los Angeles. I actually worked with her. I talked about her earlier in the podcast. I worked with her here in San Diego. She actually works for um, MTV. Um, she works for um, Playboy TV. She's really funny. You can find her on Instagram at Kate. Q funny. She's hysterical. I mean, I'm looking at her Instagram right now. She's got 140,000 followers. Um, wow. She got that blue check mark. She's really funny. She got <laughs> that blue check mark. She's from somewhere in the Midwest, like somewhere terrible, like Idaho, Iowa. Like she got out. Like sh- she is. awesome and um one reason i really like her i actually reached out to her recently and we're like connecting and working on some stuff together um she okay when i worked with her in san diego she was just so real Mm -hmm. which is a problem in the stand-up community like (laughs) yes i always tell people one reason i quit doing stand-up comedian as a boy or one reason i quit doing stand-up cop (laughs) <laughs> Use your words, Mariel. It's, it's a, wow. It's, it's hot out. Yeah, it has it's been hot. a day. I've been drinking. I always tell people, like, one of the reasons I stopped doing stand-up comedy as a boy is because you can be in a green room before a show oh. with some of the funniest people in the world and not a word is spoken. No one fucking talks to it. Yeah. No it eye is. contact is it made. Is- 
It is literally bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I think it's for a couple different reasons. One, it's because it is a dog-eat-dog world. Like and people are comedy, focusing. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. They're, and they're, they're really trying to get into the zone. Oh, but, like, okay, literally, okay. I have been in the room with people, like, comedy. Like, I've literally been in I've, a room full of people that have all been on television. Mm-hmm. And hysterical nobody people. to each other. Not a word. You would think, I think the, the common conception would be word. people would be like, oh man, I bet it's so much fun in the last Not a word! It's gotta be so cool. Man, imagine all those famous people hanging out, just uh-uh. yucking it up. Oh, how good. And no. then you get there and everyone's like on their phone, yeah. or like literally standing facing in a corner like they're on punishment. Like, oh, so literally, like, yeah. Like trying to get ass, in the like, zone. Look, like, like standing nose to nose at the wall, just going like, uh, and then this all is welcome to the yeah. the day. Like, mumbling their jokes a to themselves. A green room at like, a stand-up show is not fun. So it looks like like but, everybody has a schizo. Right? Everyone and, is like affected. Like a, like. But Kate, Kate was like so, I remember vividly, we did a, a show, it was like four years ago, and I think it was Memorial Day mm-hmm. or Labor Day or something, and there was a, I was at the American Comedy Company downtown in the gas lamp, there was a line wrapped around the block, and people came in and they were all old. And she was opening. Oh, no. And we were assessing, it was the first day we met, and we were talking, and she said, she was like, okay. She has a really raspy voice. She was like, she was like, okay, with these people? She was like, should I open with my rape joke? Ah, I'm going to open with my fucking rape joke. Fuck these people. <laughs> and she did, and it was awesome because she owned it. And, like, it was incredible. She opened the show so well, and I was like. you so far. I was like, I like her. So Kate Quigley, Kate Q Funny Kate on Instagram. Kate is your Find girl. her on Playboy TV, MTV. She's amazing. Okay, cool. Go find her. Okay, I'm and, leaving now. Bye. <laughs> and we'll have her information on the website and everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, we'll be right back. Bye, Miriam. Bye. Everybody, we're back. <laughs> so it's just me and Ariel. Hello. Ariel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so besides yes. doing stand-up comic, mm-hmm. you are a podcaster too? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I have a, as I put it, like, um, very seldomly updated <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, I just, I end up biting off more than I can chew yeah. with almost everything I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> you know. What was the podcast called? Or what the is Thirst it called? is Real. The Thirst is Real. Yeah. And you do interviews with just other, interviews, yeah. with just, other comedians, right? Yeah, comedians. Yeah, being on tour, like doing a fringe, there's no time yeah. to talk to the people I want to talk to or if you like... Yeah, so things kind of, it's all time constraints right. <laughs> more than anything. God. Yeah. What, um, when you were doing the Fringe, was that in Australia? Was that the yeah. last tour you did? That was, yeah, the last one I did was in Adelaide this year, okay. the Adelaide Fringe. How was that? Really good, really good. Yeah. I love it. I try to go every year. Mm-hmm. I try to go out and do something every year. Um, I did my show this year, Problem Child. Okay. It was basically like an hour of like stories and stand-up, like kind of a blend. It was like a narrative stand-up hour oh, about okay. how much of an asshole I was as a kid. <laughs> How much of an asshole were you? Yeah. Were you bad? Enough that I had an hour. So, um, yeah, like, I had, yeah, like, like how my first crushes were on murderers. Like, You're I was like a weird, me. scary kid. We were yeah. murderers. So I had these. So when I was like six or seven, like the first time I remember really like feeling obsessed about somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, which hasn't changed. Um, <laughs> uh, but I remember like seeing these two boys started showing up on like all these like they were on Barbara Walters 
the Mendez brothers. Yes. You are kidding me. Oh my God. You I used to so think they were fast. so hot. Yes. And so like, I, I just remember they were like on magazine covers. They were on the newspaper. They were everywhere. Right? And they were like, they, I remember like, I personally thought Eric was cuter than Lyle. That was just me. But it but, was true. Yeah. And, that, and I then later found out like Lyle had, like was like male pattern balding at like 19 oh, yeah. or whatever. Like it was a piece. Had a fucking hair piece the yeah. whole time. And I'm like, that's why it looked weird. Ah. But like, just honestly, like I just remember seeing the pictures everywhere and being like, just loving them and being like they're so handsome but not knowing who they were just knowing they were just Eric and Lyle Menendez and like yeah. I remember my mom had recently told me like oh you know Ricky Martin used to be in a boy band called Menudo and for some reason my brain just connected I was like they're probably singers and <laughs> you thought they were in Menudo I didn't think they were in Menudo but it was like the Menendez <laughs> Martinez like oh, it's the same. It's similar same. names they're probably also like a cute little boy band from Miami or something like I got this like and so I was like cutting out their pictures and You're I had I had a me. bunk bed and my mom made like a little curtain for me because me and my sister shared a room and I was like I want my own space and so like I had a little curtain that went around like my little top bunk and I had like blue tack like sticky tacked their little pictures on the wall so <laughs> when other girls your age had yeah. like new kids on oh, the block oh I also had Lance and Bass and Darren Hayes so I had like gay men and murderers on my wall oh my god <laughs> That was it. That was all I had. But <laughs> gay men, gay and, men murderers. and murderers. And to be honest, like my love of like celebrity gossip and true crime, it was very like a forecast on my future. They're like, oh my. like it was like they knew I was going to end up doing like draggy comedy oh, like, no. and loving true crime. But yeah, and I remember my mom went to like change my sheets mm-hmm. or get something off of my bed or whatever and like opened my curtain. She's like, what the fuck is this? Exactly, like, and just saw this like this like like altar. This like. Like built to the Mendes <laughs> brother, the most famous parent killers in America. Oh no! Oh my God! I would <laughs> love to know exactly what went through your and mom's mind. It- like she's like. My daughter is obsessed with parent killers. Did oh, she buy, no. go buy a gun or something? Yeah, like, <laughs> and so that, I remember that being, and then also I had found, I think another like genesis of my true crime love. I found a big box of like books that somebody had put out like with a little for free sign. Yeah. But it was all books that were like true crime books. Really? Yeah, it was like it was like some Anne Rule books and like all this. It was like all these little like hardcover books, and one of them was the book about the murders in the Amityville house. Oh my god, I was obsessed yes. with the anime, um, whatever. Same, it's I um, yeah. horrors. Yeah, like the Amityville horror. So oh, the, the, the guy because... Butch who, ki- who also killed his whole family yeah, with a shotgun. Exactly. <laughs> I have a type. Um, so <laughs> we, I remember. So I was like, I was like, kind of obsessed with this story, and like all this stuff was happening. I was like little. I was like too young to probably be obsessed with all this stuff. And I remember my mom finding it and like sitting me down and being like, "Listen, listen, <laughs> you cannot kill the whole family." <laughs> you just can't and i'm like like, i hadn't planned and she's like you can she's like no matter how upset you get you can kill us you can always just run away (laughs) your parents are telling you to get out if you want to kill us it's a real sophie's choice if you think about it because she's like i can keep this kid and she kills the rest or i can cut this one loose and i get to keep the others like i I think that she was just like you could always just leave you don't have to do you don't have to family annihilate all of us so so you are obsessed with true crimes. Yep. So you listen to a lot of true crimes yes. podcasts. Tons. Which are the ones like your top top um, ones that you do listen to? Well, the to? one I was listening to on the way here was Last Podcast on the Left. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, it's so good. It? It's it's the best. So they're doing so they do these. It's these three guys. They're comedians from New York, um, and they kind of they embody like all parts of your brain. Like each one is like kind of a stereo. So there's like there's the research guy Marcus. He does like he researches everything, and he's like the one who basically like kind of tells 
tells the story. Okay. And then there's Henry, who who's like has the quotes from whatever murderer they're profiling and is like doing like a David Berkowitz voice and who's like, I just have all the milk. Like, <laughs> like, like doing his thing or whatever. And then there's there's Ben, who's kind of like the voice of reason. Like he's like the straight guy. But okay. they're all very funny and they yeah. all are like good friends and they apply each other really, really well. But they're doing they just started a series about the Iceman. Oh, the okay. hitman yeah, who yeah, killed yeah, like yeah, two hundred yeah. people. Yeah, and like, was he a serial killer? Because I mean, he killed a lot of people, and he clearly liked it. But at the same time, he was doing a job, and like, kind of getting into that question, Ooh. and like, like they start like, and it's like a three part, like an hour each. Super funny, but also super well researched. So it's so, called yeah, Last Podcast on the Left. Okay. I'm a and huge, then, and then my favorite murder. Of is course, obviously, I love yeah. my favorite murder. I love those two girls. Yeah, it's my so favorite good. murder is good. So what podcast? Do you, um, what genre is? Are you always is attracted it's, to when you listen yeah it's there's true crime but i i've gotten so spoiled with like comedy true crime podcasts yeah. that i try to listen to ones that are just research-based and i kind of like i'll listen to like cases like oh they talk about john benet they talk about this and i want to hear about it but then trying to listen to them every week i'm mm. like case file or something and it's so well researched and he's so good but i'm so bored <laughs> like <laughs> I want to hear really tasteless jokes about like dead kids. Like I can't help it. And it's horrible. (laughs) But yeah, like true crime, uh, like true crime comedy, uh, celebrity gossip. I love the celebrity Celebrity gossip. gossip. Page seven is my favorite. Page seven. Page seven is my favorite. Mine is, of course, as everybody knows, it's hot tea with Johnny McGill and Lady Red. I listen to that every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, no, page seven and keep it. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're both really great. I love the other genre is anything supernatural and ghost mm-hmm. stories. Yep, ghosties. Yeah. I'm sure you love lore. Lore is yeah. one of the best ones. So is, um, oh God, I'm blanking on it. Oh, Creep is another yep, really good one. Creep is one. very, very good. I've been super into audio fiction. So like Night Vale is a classic. I feel like loving Night Vale. Like if you, don't listen, if you listen to podcasts and you don't listen to Night Vale, do you even really listen to podcasts? Night, <laughs> like, Night Vale is like... One of been the around for, it's like yeah and it's been around for a million years it's been around forever and it's so good but they have all these spin-offs that like Where either Joseph it? Fink or Jeffrey Craner have like separately done their own cool little projects yeah. and like within the wires is one but it's oh, like Oh within the wires oh, yes I love within the wires Did they do so the much. which was the one where it was the therapist and the superhumans Ooh, yes, that's the Bright, Bright Project. Pro- Bright yeah, Project, so there's yeah. like, yeah, all the ones that are like that, that like yeah. the Bright Project's okay, but it's a little overacted sometimes, so and it kind of takes me out of yeah. it, where people are like, but Samantha, <laughs> I'm <laughs> telepathic. <laughs> like, it's a bit much at moments where I'm like, okay. So the one I was thinking of, the one of my favorite yeah. horror ones is a No Sleep podcast. No Sleep, yep. Yeah, yep, yep, I yep. love that one. Yeah. The other one, um, the other ones that, did you ever get into We're Alive, the zombie? No. It's like a draw, like an audio. Yeah. Drama, and it's not. It, they don't do it anymore. But it was. It was literally like a few years of a story Ooh, from beginning okay. to end with actors, sound effects, and it was totally. like zombie apocalypse. It I was. Love it. I was obsessed with it, and I used to not be able to listen to it at night because I would get <laughs> so scared. Uh, another one that kind of has a similar effect on me is that that's very similar to that is Tannis. Oh my god, I love Tannis! Yes, yes. Tannis and rabbits, rabbits, and black tapes. Yep, and, all of them. Yeah. All the yeah, Pacific Northwest. I love. One. Yeah, oh I love god, getting yeah. into like finding one of these random little story-driven like narrative podcasts, and then finding out that they like have all these little offshoot, like yeah. branching off podcasts, and I'm like. Yes, like it's yes. the same thing, but it's new and different. They have like, another one, the last picture, the last yeah, the last movie. movie but that's like it was like a short. It was yeah. like six episodes. 
episodes, like a but limited Tannis is really good. And I, all, when I listen, I'm I like, save the episodes. Yeah. So I'm like by myself in my house and I like put on like nice headphones. Like I get my like nice, my boyfriend's nice Bose headphones. And I like I gotta put them on and I like get the house like in the right ambience. <laughs> so for the Black Tapes podcast, mm-hmm. you listen to it. You remember on the episode when they release the actual sound of the yeah, Black Tapes? Like, did you actually listen to the whole thing or did you get scared and go, you know what? I'm not going to listen. I'm going to take my headphones I, off. I remember like listening to it and just being like, oh no. Like just yeah. like a little bit like, because like there's, there's like, I've, I've been on the Reddit for like yeah. all of the Pacific Northwest yeah. podcasts. Like, and people like there's every once in a while a, st- a thing will pop up that are like, is it, real? is this real? Like, <laughs> like I found the website for the Malacetic Atlas. Oh, there's a website not. and I would like and it's like just send us your email and it's all rude and cryptic and so I was just was like hello I'd like a copy please like, oh I my god you did that <laughs> yeah I was like See, I don't know what's gonna happen I think they're releasing a book I think oh, they're releasing okay. like a Tannis so with the d- like, with the rabbits like all that universe with the book, black tapes so. when she played the actual tape of the black yeah. tapes I was like nope I listened to like the first couple <laughs> seconds. I was like nope I'm not gonna invite the devil into my house <laughs> not I'm not dying in a year or two <laughs> Okay, so what other ones are you obsessed with? Because I know I'm, like, obsessed with a couple. Um, the other ones I'm obsessed with is, of course, um, the Gay, 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 Gay podcast mm-hmm. with Mr. Malone. Um, Nancy is another LGBT. Nancy is, is excellent. so good. Nancy they, Some is of the stuff really they good. get into with the LGBTQ community is mm-hmm. so good on that one. And it's, yeah, that one's like a sometimes, because it's almost too much. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> like, it gets deep. It gets really, and I'm like, I need, a, I need like time to recover. Yeah. <laughs> like having these voices just in my head There is the another, um, there was another podcast. I want to say it's the... Um, Love and Radio. So there's another podcast called okay. Love and Radio. They had there was one episode and they tell stories like yeah. and it's like edited stories yeah. where people talk like real life. And there's this story I forget what episode it is, but it's called The Window or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's about this lady who lives across the street or something from another couple and their window I think I've heard this it goes right into their living room and she can yeah, see everything I have and heard she this. becomes I feel obsessed like... with the couple and yeah. follows them all the way through and unfortunately the husband and the couple passes away mm-hmm. and she's witness to all of it but never has met these people yeah I and think, how it affects her I life I think they might stuff. have like taken that story and put it on This American Life or something yeah they did yeah, yeah okay they did, totally, I, was, I yeah. was like I know I've heard this this is yeah. Like, oh my yeah. god I remember the first time I heard it I was like oh, this is trippy but it yeah. was so sad it's, yeah it's I like, love that kind I of love shit. it I and love I love the shit. heartfelt stuff because I'm not capable of it <laughs> <laughs> like I can't do anything earnest that's why I wasn't particularly great at being in like drama as a kid because I was always like like during like an intense monologue I always wanted to be like, like something <laughs> to like yuck it up yeah, but right? yeah oh my god no, I, I had to do something but yeah so speaking of performing and all of that, and I know you were a theater kid and liked musicals. Did you see that article that came out about that theater in Georgia who's rebooting Titanic, the musical, but they're doing it on a lake? And the, they it. sink the set every night. What? Yes. And it's been getting so much better. It's Titanic, the musical. They're doing it at... See, I love the idea of that, but how do you tour that? Serenby Playhouse in Georgia. I think that's how you pronounce it. But yeah, I w- it's on literally a lake. And it's like that. a scaffolding version of the Titanic. What the and they f- sing oh parts of it by the end of the show. Like every night. They sing okay. the Titanic. 
Oh man, isn't that crazy? That is super crazy. Like <laughs> I, it's funny. Like I'm so I'm going. Uh, I'm going to be doing Baltimore Fringe November first mm-hmm. to the eleventh. Um, <laughs> please buy tickets to my show. I've never been to Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, uh, I've never been. I just please don't murder Baltimore, me. Baltimore, John Waters, yeah. divine. Part of me is a little, yeah, exactly. Like part of me is a little bit worried that I'm going to be doing my show about being like, oh, I was a, an asshole as a kid and I got into trouble, and people are like, oh, what? This is not real trouble. Like, <laughs> I'm worried that like my little low stakes, like they're going to be like, that's it. Yeah, really? exactly. That was like, nah, like I went to jail overnight once. Like, like tried three years. Yeah, exactly. And I was in elementary school. Yeah, that's what I'm very. Wor- I'm a little bit worried that like my. My little like I was an annoying little Jew. Like it's kind of fucking translate. Are you Jewish? Yeah, yeah. Wow. My mom gave me this book growing up as like a here's a rite of passage book, and it was about a Jewish woman growing up in the South. What? <laughs> yes. And she was like like having all these feelings about going into a, like a Baptist church and like feeling like she was betraying things, but like loving this like Southern man and not being able to reconcile these feelings and feeling she had to give up on Judaism. My this mom was a like kids book. My not really. It was a okay. chapter book. I was like I was like you know like teen young teen. She was like, read this, it's important. And I was like, are we Jewish? And mom was like, just read it. Like, wouldn't like give me it? It was very like, and so now I'm like, look back and I'm like, I had a very Jewish growing up without wow. being like officially. Where did you grow up? Grew up in Florida. Okay, Florida. Florida. What part of Florida? Uh, just outside Tampa, Clearwater. Okay. I've been yeah. to Jacksonville. And I, St. Augustine, which St. Augustine I, is, is so cute. St. Yeah. Augustine's super cute. Isn't it the oldest city or town or something? I have heard that, but then I hear of other, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't fully trust it. Doesn't sound like it doesn't it's sound, really cute, though. It's so cute. It is so pretty, but I don't think that is like a, like, I don't think it's like a sourced bit of information. <laughs> like, it's you a know fact what? with no source. They're just going to be like, you know. We're going to be the oldest It's somehow like guy. every gas station. Okay, so I'm happy to come back. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, you're like, they can't No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, you guys, we're going to go into, let's do Carol of the Week, everybody. I love it. Carol, for once in your life, shut your damn mouth. <laughs> so my carol of the week is the kardashians and kim kardashian and all that drama she had with Ty- tyson bedford or whatever his name is just because they're annoying because this gets press over stuff that should be getting more press like oh the my state God. of the country yeah. so i find them annoying that's my carol I'm it's with, simple to yeah. the point yeah i like it i like it a yeah. lot Something that's been killing me lately has been, and we're going to get into like toilet flush, like political territory. That's fine. um, Has been the the weird. Everyone just keeps calling back to like the reason that all of this stuff with like Trump and Russia and all this collusion is happening is like everyone just keeps wanting to bring up the P tape. Yeah, and and like bringing it up over and over again, like da da da, the P tape, the P tape, like, and it's everyone just keep bringing it up over and over again has been driving me insane because i'm like i don't rob he, I lives, don't fucking, he watches cnn religiously yes, that's my big like carol my big keeper for the week i'm just like i can't can we just we get it it would have been funny if somebody peed golden showers he he ha ha like, <laughs> get like get something to prove fucking try it and move on like, yeah, like just do it do it realize it's kind of boring and move the fuck on <laughs> like the rest of us <laughs> right oh you guys those are our carols of the week yeah so we're gonna finish it today with the click so the click is something you're obsessed with that you think other people need to be obsessed with. Yeah, um, when I know. We talked about it a little bit, but um, they're on hiatus at the moment, so it's not like particularly relevant. 
but um, it's actually good timing because they're coming back for the next season soon. Uh, Within the Wires, it's an audio fiction podcast from the Night Vale people. Yeah, yes. so it's so it's like a really non-linear storytelling like device, mm-hmm. which I enjoy a lot because it's like storytelling. And there's so many ways of doing it, and the first season is a set of relaxation cassettes. Yes, it's... and and it's a it's a really beautiful like British voice kind mm. of being like like think about this, relax, think about that. But it's slowly you're realizing that as the person listening, you're meant to be in like this like future where there's no families and this future where you're in like some kind of a like for your own good like wellness retreat like mm. lockup and it's very interesting and it moves it's on and then you start finding yeah, it's super trippy it's super weird don't listen to where you're driving because they no. are relaxation tapes you might fall asleep, fall asleep and crash yeah. <laughs> So and what great. is it called again, Sarah? Within the it. Wires. Within the Wires, everybody. Go yeah. on iTunes. Yeah. Everywhere you get podcasts and get it. Actually, my click of the week is another podcast. Okay. That okay. I discovered recently. It's called Once Upon a Scream. And we've mentioned them on our Instagram. They're these two British boys. Um, if anything, listen for their sex accents. Mm-hmm. And they're very cute. But they talk about Disney and horror. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Their newest episode was about Hocus Pocus, which is one of my favorite movies. Yes. Um, but they, and they went into like The Incredibles, but they'll do like a Disney film and then they'll talk about a horror at the same time, like horror films and stuff. I love it. Yeah. It it's amazing. really, really cute. Hopefully, I think they're going to be on our show hopefully soon. That's amazing. Yeah, I love a so that, Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but that's my click of the week. Once Upon a Scream is the podcast. So those are our clicks of the week, everybody. Well, thank you, Ariel, for thank joining you. us today. Thank I'm you so for excited you've been me. on. Yay. This is really fun. Are you going to go to City Fest? Yes. So, everybody, City Fest is like yes. Pride 2 for San Diego. Honestly, <laughs> it's a way to kind of just keep the like keep the buzz going. Right? Of the summer. Of yeah, the summer. Definitely. But it is going to be August 12th, noon to 11. Um, City Fest. Bunch of booths, bunch of drinking. It's fun. They have rides and stuff. I'm here for it. Yeah, if you're in San Diego, check out City Fest. We'll be there. We'll be walking around with the Who Invited Her stuff on and all that Love shit. Love it. <laughs> so how do people find you, Ariel? All right. I um, Instagram's probably the best of all the social medias. I'm most active on there. Uh, if you just look, look up Ariel Conversi, my handle is Mermaid Fin Soup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got my Instagram before I like coordinated them all to be my name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mermaid Fin Soup on Instagram and then ArielConversi.com for like tour dates and stuff. All of it. Baltimore, if you're listening, please come to my show. Yeah, Fringe Baltimore Festival. Fringe, yeah. What are the dates again for The Baltimore? dates are the 1st to the 12th of oh. November. I don't have my exact show dates yet. Um, they'll be all on my website and Instagram and they'll be all over everywhere. But and yeah. you have pins. I do. I, I have <laughs> pins of my face and I have tote bags that say, don't touch me. So <laughs> if either of those interest you, they're for sale. Yeah. And we'll have all of Ariel's contact and all of her stuff on our page. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and you can follow the podcast at who invited her underscore podcast on Instagram and who invited her SD on Twitter and on Facebook. And you can email us at the gang at whoinvitedher.net. We love hearing from you guys. And I want to give a shout out to David 
Martin. He is actually competing for... So what is it, Rob? I know you know. Okay, so David Martin is um, competing in the USA Triathlon next week in in Ohio. And so we really want to root for him. Um, he's trying to represent the LGBT community Yay, at the uh, World Championships in Switzerland. That's so, so incredible. Yeah, yeah, I think and, it's really and, cool. And uh, the triathlon, so they're going to be swimming the, the Erie, Lake Erie. Then they have a bike race, and what? then they ha- have a Are run. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So Good luck to you, David, because God knows I cannot do I'm that. exhausted, like, thinking about it. I know. That. Like, my feet hurt already, and, like, I already have cramps. So his Instagram page <laughs> is davidmartin underscore FTE. Uh, so, yeah, check yeah, him go out. show him some support. Root him on. Yes. Yay. Oh, you guys. That's it for us. Yay. Thank Yay. you, Ariel. Thanks again. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys will be back next week. Bashi is still going to be in Italy, but I think he's going to call in um, and say hi and give us an update of all the scandalous drinking and escapades he is doing over there. And I think either, I don't know if Miriam or Megs will be here next week, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and today, you guys, we're going to leave you with a classic. One of the bands I was obsessed with for the yes. longest time, Hole. <laughs> and you actually did yeah. the song when you were did drag, right? Yeah, it was my first like yeah, my first song I performed to when I did uh, my first little hyper queen number. <laughs> it is Celebrity Skin by Hole, you guys. So we're gonna leave you with that. Bye. Bye. Talk to you next week. Thank you again, Eric. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>